Section seven of the City of the Sun by Tommaso Campanella. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Grand Master, now you ought to tell me about their priests, their sacrifices, their religion, and their belief. Captain, the chief priest is Hoch, and it is the duty of all the superior magistrates to pardon sins. Therefore, the whole state, by secret confession, which we also use, tell their sins to the magistrates who at once purge their souls and teach those that are inimical to the people. Then the sacred magistrates themselves confess their own sinfulness to the three supreme chiefs, and together they confess the faults of one another, though no special one is named, and they confess especially the heavier faults and those harmful to the state. At length the triumvirs confess their sinfulness to Hoch himself, who forthwith recognizes the kinds of sin that are harmful to the state, and succors with timely remedies. Then he offers sacrifices and prayers to God, and before this he confesses the sins of the whole people in the presence of God, and publicly in the temple, above the altar, as often as it had been necessary that the fault should be corrected. Nevertheless, no transgressor is spoken of by his name. In this manner he absolves the people by advising them that they should beware of sins of the aforesaid kind. Afterward he offers sacrifice to God, that he should pardon the state and absolve it of its sins, and to teach and defend it. Once in every year the chief priests of each separate subordinate state confess their sins in the presence of Hoch. Thus he is not ignorant of the wrongdoings of the provinces, and forthwith he removes them with all human and heavenly remedies. Sacrifice is conducted after the following manner. Hoch asks the people which one among them wishes to give himself as a sacrifice to God for the sake of his fellows. He is then placed upon the fourth table, with ceremonies, and the offering up of prayers. The table is hung up, in a wonderful manner by means of four ropes passing through four cords, attached to firm pulley blocks in the small dome of the temple. This done, they cry to the God of mercy, that he may accept the offering, not of a beast, as among the heathen, but of a human being. Then Hoch orders the rope to be drawn, and the sacrifice is pulled up above to the centre of the small dome, and there it dedicates itself with the most fervent supplications. Food is given to it through a window by the priests who live around the dome, but it is allowed a very little to it until it has atoned for the sins of the state. There, with prayer and fasting, he cries to the God of heaven that he might accept its willing offering, and after twenty or thirty days, the anger of God being appeased, the sacrifice becomes a priest, or sometimes, though rarely, returns below by means of the outer way for the priests. Ever after, this man is treated with great benevolence and much honor for the reason that he offered himself unto death for the sake of his country. But God does not require death. The priests above twenty-four years of age offer praises from their places in the top of the temple, this they do in the middle of the night, at noon, in the morning, and in the evening, to wit, four times a day, they sing their chants in the presence of God. It is also their work to observe the stars and note with the astrolabe their emotions and influences upon human things, and to find out their powers. Thus they know in what part of the earth any change has been, or will be, and at what time it has taken place, and they send to find whether the matter be as they have it. They make a note of predictions, true and false, so that they may be able from experience to predict most correctly. 
the priests moreover determine the hours for breeding and the days for sowing reaping and gathering the vintage and are as it were the ambassadors and intercessors and connection between god and man and it is from among them mostly that hoh is elected they write very learned treatises and search into the sciences below they never descend unless for their dinner and supper so that the essence of their heads do not descend to the stomachs and liver only very seldom and that as a cure for the ills of solitude do they have converse with women on certain days hoch goes up to them and deliberates with them concerning the matters which he has lately investigated for the benefit of the state and all the nations of the world in the temple beneath one priest always stands near the altar praying for the people and at the end of every hour another succeeds him just as we are accustomed in solemn prayer to change every fourth hour and this method of supplication they call perpetual prayer after a meal they return thanks to god then they sing the deeds of the christian jewish and gentile heroes and of those of all other nations and this is very delightful to them forsooth no one is envious of another they sing a hymn to love one to wisdom and one each to all the other virtues and this they do under the direction of the ruler of each virtue each one takes the woman he loves most and they dance for exercise with propriety and stateliness under the peristyles the women wear their long hair all twisted together and collect it into one knot on the crown of their head but in rolling it they leave one curl the men however have one curl only and the rest of their hair around the head is shaven off further they wear a slight covering and above this a round hat a little larger than the size of their head in the fields they use caps but at home each one wears a biretta white red or another colour according to his trade or occupation moreover the magistrates use grander and more imposing-looking coverings for the head they hold great festivities when the sun enters the four cardinal points of the heavens that is when he enters cancer libra capricorn and arius on these occasions they have very learned splendid and as it were comic performances they celebrate also every full and every new moon with a festival as also they do the anniversaries of the founding of the city and of the days when they have won victories or done any other great achievement the celebrations take place with the music of female voices with the noise of trumpets and drums and the firing of salutations the poets sing the praises of the most renowned leaders and the victories nevertheless if any of them should deceive even by disparaging a foreign hero he is punished no one can exercise the function of a poet who invents that which is not true and a license like this they think to be a pest of our world for the reason that it puts a premium upon virtue and often assigns it to unworthy persons either from fear or flattery or ambition or avarice for the praise of no one is a statue erected until after his death but while he is alive who has found out new arts and very useful secrets or who has rendered great service to the state either at home or on the battlefield his name is written in the book of heroes they do not bury dead bodies but burn them so that a plague may not arise from them and so that they may be converted into fire a very noble and powerful thing which has its coming from the sun and returns to it and for the above reasons no chance is given for idolatry the statutes and pictures of the heroes however are there and the splendid women set apart to become mothers often look at them 
Prayers are made from the state to the four horizontal corners of the world. In the morning to the rising sun, then to the setting sun, then to the south, and lastly to the north, and in the contrary order in the evening, first to the setting sun, to the rising sun, to the north, and at length to the south. They repeat but one prayer, which asks for health of body and of mind, and happiness for themselves and all people, and they conclude it with a petition, as it seems best to God. The public prayer for all is long, and it is poured forth to heaven. For this reason the altar is round, and is divided crosswise by ways at right angles to one another. By these ways Hoh enters after he has repeated the four prayers, and he prays looking up to heaven. And then a great mystery is seen by them. The priestly vestments are of a beauty and meaning like to those of iron. They resemble nature, and they surpass art. They divide the seasons according to the revolution of the sun, and not of the stars, and they observe yearly by how much time the one precedes the other. They hold that the sun approaches nearer and nearer, and therefore, by ever-lessening circles, reaches the tropics and the equator every year a little sooner. They measure months by the course of the moon, years by that of the sun. They praise Ptolemy, admire Copernicus, but place Aristarchus and Philolaus before him. They take great pains in endeavouring to understand the construction of the world, and whether or not it will perish, and at what time. They believe that the true oracle of Jesus Christ is by the signs in the sun, in the moon, and in the stars, which signs do not thus appear to many of us foolish ones. Therefore, they wait for the renewing of the age, and perchance for its end. They say that it is very doubtful whether the world was made from nothing, or from the ruins of other worlds, or from chaos, but they certainly think that it was made and did not exist from eternity. Therefore, they disbelieve in Aristotle, whom they consider a logician and not a philosopher. From analogies, they can draw many arguments against the eternity of the world. The sun and the stars, they, so to speak, regard as the living representatives and signs of God, as the temples and holy living altars, and they honor but do not worship them. Beyond all other things, they venerate the sun, but they consider no created thing worthy the adoration of worship. This they give to God alone, and thus they serve him, that they may not come into the power of a tyrant, and fall into misery by undergoing punishment by creatures of revenge. They contemplate no God under the image of the sun, and they call it the sign of God, his face, and living image, by means of which light, heat, life, and the making of all things, good and bad, proceed. Therefore they have built an altar, like to the sun in shape, and the priests praise God in the sun and in the stars, as it were his altars, and in the heavens, his temple as it were. And they pray to good angels, who are, so to speak, the intercessors living in the stars, their strong abodes. For God long since set signs of their beauty in heaven, and of his glory in the sun. They say there is but one heaven, in that the planets move and rise of themselves when they approach the sun or are in conjunction with it. They assert two principles of the physics of things below, namely that the sun is the father and the earth the mother. The air is an impure part of the heavens, while fire is derived from the sun. The sea is the sweat of earth, or the fluid of earth combusted, infused within its bowels, but is the bond of union between air and earth, as the blood is of the spirit and flesh of animals. 
the world is a great animal and we live within it as worms live within us therefore we do not belong to the system of stars sun and earth but to god only for in respect to them which seek only to amplify themselves we are born and live by chance but in respect to god whose instruments we are we are formed by prescience and design and for a high end therefore we are bound to no father but god and receive all things from him they hold as beyond question the immortality of souls and that these associate with good angels after death or with bad angels according as they have likened themselves in this life to either for all things seek their like they differ little from us as to places of reward and punishment they are in doubt whether there are other worlds beyond ours and account it madness to say there is nothing non-entity is incompatible with the infinite entity of god they lay down two principles of metaphysics entity which is the highest god and nothingness which is the defect of entity evil and sin come of the propensity to nothingness the sin having its cause not efficient but in deficiency deficiency is they say of power wisdom or will sin they place in the last of these three because he who knows and has the power to do good is bound also to have the will for will arises out of them they worship god in trinity saying god is the supreme power whence proceeds the highest wisdom which is the same with god and from this comes love which is both power and wisdom but they do not distinguish persons by name as in our christian law which has not been revealed to them this religion when its abuses have been removed will be the future mistress of the world as great theologians teach and hope therefore spain found the new world though its first discoverer columbus greatest of heroes was a genoese that all nations should be gathered under one law we know not what we do but god knows whose instruments we are they sought new regions for lust of golden riches but god works to a higher end the sun strives to burn up the earth not to produce plants and men but god guides the battle to great issues his the praise to him the glory grandmaster oh if you knew what our astrologers say of the coming age and of our age that has in it more history within one hundred years than all the world had in four thousand years before of the wonderful inventions of printing and guns and the use of the magnet and how it all comes of mercury mars the moon and the scorpion captain ah well god gives all in his good time they astrologize too much end of section seven end of the city of the sun by tommaso campanella translated by thomas w halliday